Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 13 on the Thrillers Global podcast. I'm your host, CJ, alongside Liam. Liam, how are you? Hello, CJ. How are you? Good, thank you. And uh, special guest joining us today from Gate 7 International, Adi. How are you? Doing very well, man. Good morning to you guys. Good evening for us over here in the East Coast. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. It's all right. Thanks for joining. Uh, especially a big, big one this episode. It's the pregame to Panthanaikos, Olympiakos against Panthanaikos at uh, Leo Foros. Who's excited? Well, I'm anxious if that. Anxious, yeah. <laughs> that is excitement is, yeah. in a way. <laughs> It is uh it is uh, going to be a, an interesting one obviously for a few reasons. I don't we haven't played at Leoforos against them for a few years now. I believe it's been and also no, Do we not versus there last year? I don't think so. Did we? Yeah, we did. I, yeah, we did play against them last oh. year at Leoforos twice if I'm not mistaken. My yeah. bad. My bad. Well, in that case, we're coming off you know, a season where we got no wins against them last year. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is they've obviously gone nine games unbeaten. Uh, the other aspect is Tokolo to Sehun Pareaera. So we need to stop that real quick, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If, um, if they win this game, it will be – their fans yeah. are already very pompous when they don't have much to be pompous about right now. So just if they get the win, it is going to be that much worse. Yeah. It's like the the Greek Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into all that, uh, I, made, I made a post saying that the game against Nantes in our Europa League exit was important. For the reasons, like when it comes to morale, because obviously Olympiacos have taken quite a hit this season. Um, uh, it, you know, it's bled out from last season as well. So, uh, Adi, what did you think of the loss on Friday, Thursday for you? I think. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So the yeah. the Europa League loss for me going into that game. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I really didn't care about it. I know my colleagues were interested in the win because they wanted the win for the momentum for this game. I was just worried about keeping the important players, the Mvilas, the Huang Mbombs, healthy for the for for Panathinaikos. Because at this point, the the European campaign was already done. Once we didn't get the win against Freiburg, that was it. Uh, it was over for us. It was a meaningless game. I don't care about the coefficient at this point. The Greek coefficient is done and dusted for this season it's a nightmare uh the season's already a nightmare we have to salvage what we can salvage so i didn't care about that game i was surprised in the first half when we saw actually some some solid ball being played by our second team our b team so to speak but i i really didn't care about the result it didn't bother me i wasn't upset by it i know some people were i didn't I wasn't really that concerned about the momentum coming into this game. I was focused 100% on this game and keeping the core pieces healthy for this game. Yeah, definitely agree. Leia, what did you think of the game? Well, yeah, same thing. Obviously, we're arresting all our players for Panathinaikos. Um, but some players did impress, I guess. It was good to see some younger kids getting a go, like the big, how do you pronounce his name, Kalegeropoulos in defense. Um, Andrutos played really well, I thought. Um, he whipped in a really nice ball in the first half, uh, where the keeper pulled off a great save. Um, no, yeah, it was, you know, obviously, obviously we're out. Um, and yeah, like like Ari said, um, the game against Panathinaikos is very important because the Greek coefficient is so bad that if we don't finish first, I don't think we have an opportunity of even qualifying for the Europa League or the Champions League. Where is, is that right? Our only chance is qualifying for the uh, Europa League if we don't. Uh, top first. top two. Top two is really? Champions League, third is Europa League, and then fourth and fifth are did, did that change this year? Because I swear, who finished second last year? They didn't get us. Right, well, because because of how we did last year, or, yeah, so because of how we did the, the previous season, um, that bumped the coefficient up, and we were 15th, I believe. And if as long as you're in 15th or higher, uh, oh, okay. the, that 13th, 14th, and 15th spot, they get two qualification seats for Champions League. Otherwise, yeah. we were below. We were like 18th, 19th, 20th. Oh, we're yeah. going to be below next year, that's for sure. 
Oh, it's yeah, it's gonna be bad. But if so, the teams can do well next year, then you know, we'll see. So what does that mean if you finish second, you start in the first round of qualifiers? Think second. Yeah, no, no, second round, and then the first place team gets third round qualifiers. Oh, okay, that's not, that's not even that bad then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't seen something like that in a very long time. I remember like twenty ten, the the first was it first three, first two, a Champions League, then Europa League, are the next two or three. Yeah, testing my memory now, but it was. I know well, that. Back in the day, it used to be whoever won the Greek League was in group stage Champions League right away. Yeah. And then we had one, I think, back in 2010, we had one that had to qualify. Okay. But there used to be a time where we would have three teams in Champions League. Yeah. So, the good old days. By the way, just quickly, are we, we've obviously had some problems in right back this season. Um, with Rosalico, obviously, not up to like what we thought he'd be up to, the standards. Um with Andrutos' performance, I was pretty impressed. Do you reckon he has any chance of maybe, obviously maybe not breaking into the eleven, but getting back into the squad uh, for the rest of the Greek league matches? I th- I think Andrutos, there's limits to his capability. He had a very good performance from what we normally have expected from him. And remember, yeah. this isn't his natural position. He has kind of had to make the right back position his own because Pedro Martins wouldn't play him in the midfield. Not that there was that much space for him anyway. Uh, he's very versatile. The unfortunate thing with versatile players is they're not usually starting 11 material. They're people that will play when they're needed in the positions that they're needed. I think he's a type of player that would be okay with that role. I, he wants to play at Olympiacos. He was in the Olympiacos Academy, and I think he would do whatever it took to stay with the team. And I think he made the case for himself at the very least to stay in Michel's plans. So... It wouldn't surprise me moving forward to see him as a, a rotation player, somebody that can at least fulfill the the depth at right back, with, especially with Versalco, who's about as glass made of glass as uh, Gary Rodriguez is, maybe worse. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, he definitely gave Michel something to think about, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him stick around. Well, we have a comment here. Banfanaikos <laughs> are a bunch of old hags. Thank you, D. <laughs> um, personally, I don't know. I think we should keep Adruzos, at least for this season, because we are, we know that in January there has to be a clear out, and amongst that is Kenny Lala. He's gone. Um, th- do, do you guys think we should hold on to Rosalico? Because I don't think Mitchell is a fan of him, only based on the fact that he can't stay fit. I got no idea, honestly. Yeah. No, that contract needs to be cut up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There was uh, that was it's pro. This is there's a couple of signings. If the league ended today, that we could consider like some of the worst signings in Libyakos history. Versalco's one of them. Marcelo's turning out to be another. We need him to get. The more and more fit he gets, the better he looks. But this guy came in 10 kilos overweight. I mean, the only (laughs) thing I can think of that's worse is the 5 million for Onyakuru or the 5.5 million for for AK-47. I mean, those, I mean, all tragic. But the the Versalico thing was great on paper, but he's he's just, his knees are done, completely done. What about the um, big American, De La Fuente? I think... He should be getting more of an opportunity. He had that one bad game at the start of the season where he got done he by the media. We missed those, the... yeah, we missed those sitters. But honestly, I think I, I think we, I, don't know, I, I think we should get another chance. What do you think, Ari, as a fellow American? Uh, as an American, I would love to see him get another chance. Unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of rumors um, yeah, that have gone. been going around about the player. Uh, American media has has hinted that he's going back to France. We've heard that he's probably going back to France in the winter. It doesn't look like he's getting a second chance. There's been rumors about his work ethic being quite poor. He's apparently the type of player that will leave, you know, go into the locker room before the game's done and then leave before the team gets into the locker room, that kind of thing. So those are the rumors uh, about him as a player. So it doesn't surprise me that he's going. I mean, and also for Libyakos, we've seen worse happen to, to better players that have 
mm. that have done things. And we've also seen worse happen to players that have had one opportunity like him and screw it up. Uh, you remember the whole, the Benzia, uh, the Yes yeah, Benzia yeah. thing a couple years ago? <laughs> the so, red card at the... Yeah. Red song, was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for some people, that's as egregious as missing two wide open chances in front of goals. So sometimes that's all it takes out of Libyakos. Greek media is harsh, man. It's very harsh. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> the, the things with Greek media, a lot come out. And I, I read it, I'm like, who, how the hell did they come up with this? Like, it, it's very interesting with the Greek media. But on that point you said about Marcelo, the guy does look like. He eats about Veka Yiradika before he goes out there. The guy's just so slow. He came for a holiday. He's been the and a lot of the signings this season have actually been extremely anticlimactic, to say the least. Except I'm not saying all of them, but De La Fuente. You can maybe make a case for uh, Abubakar, but I'd never rated him. I never understood why we went for him. Marcelo, Vrasalico, they've just... And Vrasalico is not a bad player, but he's not going to be able to build up any type of form because he's playing two, three games and he's out. Two, three games yeah. and he's out. Avila has also... He's not injury prone, but he's, you know, been sidelined a few times already this season. So, if you know what I mean. Like, it, at the start of the season, we, we, we were discussing on the show, Adi, that we felt at least the right-back position has somewhat been sorted because even though Avila, I don't think he's the best defender, but he can at least get forward, get the ball in. And Vrasalico obviously is very um, experienced and it's just for his case, it was maybe just a matter of game time, but they're both proving to be a bit... Vrasalico more than Avila, just to be a bit iffy on the whole thing, so... That's a, another position already that's in dire straits, to say the least, unless Mitchell rates Andruzos back in the team, but who knows? He obviously was just playing into rest, a villa. I mean, when it comes to the when it comes to the right back, uh, the Versalico signing, first of all, there was the big if was if he could stay healthy. I had said that in the scouting report that I did on him. If he stays healthy. He would be, he could, the closest I could compare him to was like Dorosidis. Uh, not a very fancy player, not a very technical player, but physically capable and can do the, the, the things that you would expect very well. He doesn't lose the ball very often, doesn't get beat very often, but he had to stay healthy and his knees are done. The guy's knees are completely done. The second he said that he couldn't give any more to the national team and the Croatian media, that's when we knew, oh my God, this was a huge mistake. Because this guy came here so that he could make it for the World Cup. So five five million as well, wasn't it? For Versalico? No, no, no. He was free. Oh, his I think that was his market value. My bad. Yeah. So look, it was uh because he was free, like it was relatively lower risk compared to some other signings that we made. Uh I mean, he's on a decent wage. So you could say you could say that that's part of the risk. But it was one of those things, it was you know, it, it w- if it, we just had that if signing and not so many other if signings or signings with a whole lot of conditions attached to them, then we would say, okay, that wasn't a bad move. But because this move was made alongside a lot of these other iffy moves, it makes the whole thing look worse. I'm actually pretty positive on uh, Gonzalo Avila because he came in as a rotation. We This guy was never supposed to start for this team. He was supposed to come, help in the Greek League to help stretch defenses, overlap, and he's kind of gone a little bit beyond that. I've, I've actually been a little bit happy with how he's been playing. I think he's improving defensively, at least game after game. And if you look at, uh, we've, we've put on our, on the Gate 7 international social media channels, we've put uh, various diagrams about where our attacking threat comes from. Uh, and on our right side is where we get a lot, or at least a lot more than our left side, I should say. And a lot of that's because of these Gonzalo Avila overlaps. He does very well overlapping. He can take some players on. And it's something that we don't have on the left side of the field. So in that respect, I actually think Gonzalo Avila is has been a nice uh, surprise considering what I expected. So, And we never brought him to be a starter. So the fact that he's been kind of taking that role a little bit more is a positive thing to me. Yep. Well, he's definitely one of the more positive signings of the season. Um, 
But what do what what do you think of Rosai in the wing backs? He's been pretty garbage on the right side, but I actually liked him on, on the left. left. Funny enough, it's weird having like an inverted fullback, but I I think part of it's because Oleg has been so poor. Maybe that's why he he looked so so good because just seeing him overlap and take a couple players on as a as a fullback in those overlaps. It was really nice to see because Oleg doesn't do that. Oleg will have 15 meters of space in front of him, but then wait and, and cut the ball back. It's the most aggravating thing in the world. Mm. We'll, we'll chat on Oleg in just a minute. we got another comment here. Uh, rank these signings. Huang, the midfielder, James, Biel, and uh, Avila. <laughs> oh, that's easy. That, that order yeah. is actually what I would do. I mean, for me, for yeah. me Huang is the... In Bom Huang is the signing of the season. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, this guy is, uh, we knew when he signed him, when we looked at the tape, I did a deep dive with Patrick Kasky, who has done a lot of scouting reports for us and wonderful write-ups, tactical analyses of players. And the second this guy came in, I got excited. He was excited about him. We knew this guy was going to be a hit. And he's been very respectful to the fans. He came in, he bowed in front of the fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this guy leaves everything on the field. And we play him even though he had he came in with an injury a really a nasty injury to his foot that he was playing through and he still looks amazing uh james rodriguez is not the most mobile guy that we've seen um he's not as mobile as he was at real madrid but man the guy's pure class goal contribution every game when he plays amazing pep bl uh the reason i have pep bl third is that i'm not, we're not getting what we should be getting out of him but this guy's one of the most talented players like this is a podence level signing uh, Pep yep. this guy is a, a gem, but we keep playing him on the right side. We've only played him kind of behind the striker in that 10 position once, once or the, the first time we did, he got a golden assist. And then we, we played him kind of in a four, four, two against uh Freiburg where he did pretty well holding up, but we, we keep playing him on the wing and that's his weakest position. He struggled at Copenhagen when they played him out there. They didn't have success until they used him as a false nine or a 10. So yeah Re really really talented player that we have mishandled so far okay uh liam thoughts yes uh yeah well huang obviously was a gun i just remember watching that first game he played um for us he absolutely tore it apart i, I think it was in cyprus if i'm correct um in the europa league qualifier yeah, he, he, he's, yeah. he scored yeah against uh yeah. Yeah, no, he, you could tell from that first game that he was going to be a, a great player for us. And Hummers is slowly now um, starting to look really, really good. Well, I mean, he's always looked good. I remember against Artis when he played his first game. He's just his movement, his touches. You could just tell he's miles better than everyone else around him um, and everyone else on the pitch. Um, yeah, just the way he, like, I don't know, caresses the ball. It's just so, we haven't seen that at Olivia, of course, in ages. I think, I think you boys said that as well on your podcast. Um, Ari. And yeah, Pep Biel, same thing. He's he's been out of position. Um that, that game where we won three one, I think it was against I can't remember Stedas or someone. Um when he played his first game, not a Stedas or someone else. Um and he got the goal and assist. He looked really good um in behind that striker. But yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, it's hard to fit Biel and Hummers. You can't have two attacking midfielders, I guess, and I don't know, it's a bit it's a bit hard to, now, to now, figure that now out. with Fortunis back in the mix. Yeah, that's another. Um, that's another one. That's Even another though I whole discussion. Yeah. yeah, and he trained. And yeah, and Michelle used Fortuny in training. So, yeah, I was, I was reading. What's what's his going on about him being a big player in the derby or a key player or something? Listen, if there was a time to bring Fortuny in for for a couple runs, it was against <laughs> Metolikos <laughs> or or La Mia. Yeah, you, you would have bring this guy. And now Look, I, I love the guy, and if he sees the field, I will always be happy. Costas uh, Fortuny yeah. has been one of my my favorite players of the the modern era of Olympiacos uh, for a, a while. I mean, uh, since Barinaki took over the club, he's been one of my my favorite players since he came back, and I I really want to see him finish his career here really strong. So I'm really hoping for that comeback tour. But it just doesn't feel like it's the proper context for him. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'm wrong, and Michelle's a genius so we'll see what happens. i think um i think you speak on behalf of 
every Olympiacos fan out there when it comes <laughs> to loving Fortunius. And I think we said it maybe on the first or second episode that if he was to leave, the way they treated him was disgusting. It was terrible. You lost your number to Onyakuru. I just want that to settle. Uh, yeah. Was, I, I feel like no one's ever going to know what, what really happened maybe one day when, when Well, we know Mar- Martins, he, he had, I think in the second season, Martins withdrew him from the team because apparently, uh, I think Fortunis was a bit salty that he, he his position in the squad was being challenged by, um, may, I think, Podence. No, it was the Balk game. When Martins didn't game? play him in the Balk game, they, yeah. uh, was that, that not, it was the season before, yeah, not last season, the season before, he threw a tizzy. And okay. when it comes to a battle of egos, Martins will sit you. So yeah. that's what, uh, that was the, what, what we had heard about that situation. I think uh, it blew out of proportions. I think Martins could have handled that one a bit, but again, who knows what happens? You, exactly, who knows what the real knows. reason was? That's just the that was the prevailing the prevailing theory that was going around, what was being discussed a lot. So yeah, who knows? But, but yeah, it is what it he's is. He's back. He's looking fit. He wants to play. So I'm not complaining. Could have used him in Europe. Not going to lie, but bet, better we're out of Europe right now so we could focus on rebuilding this shit. Do you think there's a way. case to to play Fortunis on the um on the wing at all instead of Masuras? Left. Play him on the left. You could, yeah, but you see what happens when you play Fortuny on the wing. You're never gonna get the mo- he's gonna sit, he's gonna go central, you're gonna lose your width out there. It happens for the yeah. national team. Yeah, it happens true. for Libyakos. You have to play him behind the striker. That's where you get the magic. Um I mean, I'd still take him out there because, unfortunately, Masuras just hasn't done it this season. He's come back to earth with respect to his form, his goal scoring, and and things like that. But Masuras is starting. Don't uh, don't hope for anything else. Masuras is going to start, and so will Oleg on the left. It's going to be a little bit more uh, pessimistic, a little bit more conservative because Masuras actually tracks back. But that's what you're going to see on the left side. Um. Yeah, and obviously we have to go for the win. That's the thing you're talking about being conservative. I feel like a draw is not going to. We're ten points behind. Yeah, how do you think he's going to manage that? Like, is he is he going to look to just keep it compact the first sixty I minutes think, and maybe? Look, I think Mitchell's a really good motivator. I'm not worried about yeah. being conservative at Little Foros. I'm worried about some. Honestly, some bullshit happening, and they they scrape like a crappy one nil, two one in the ninetieth minute. Because mm-hmm. the, the the truth is, like attacking, we're we're not that great. We're not that great, but the 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 amount of balls Bantanaikos have gotten into the penalty box this season so far is way more than us. Um, and and I think Olympiacos are going in with Fortia because we we did it against Freiburg. I was expecting to be absolutely demolished by Freiburg. I was honestly thinking, yeah, we've lost 4-0. So, and, and it's been proven in the past, Mitchell's a great motivator. I'm not, I'm not worried about anything. I don't know about you guys. I'm anxious. I don't want to lose. I want to smash him. But it, it's, it's, we've seen it before, like it, the, some bull crap in the 90th minute or whatever. Or something even in the twentieth minute that will decide the the game's fate already. Like, you know how like the 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 app will give bulk ten minutes stoppage time every game. Like something like that's going to happen. Look the if you if you look at the the under the underlying data for both teams. Let's let's just talk goals, xg, xa, xga, all of that kind of stuff. Panathinaikos outperforms all of those expectations. Libyakos does not. Part of the reason for that, CJ, you already brought it up. 
Panathinaikos has one of the highest ratios of shots inside the penalty area. On top of that, they have the largest shot efficiency, I should say the, the highest shot efficiency in the Greek Super League. 40% of all of their shots are on target. Olympiakos is one of the worst in the Super League with just about 30%. There's only two teams worse than Olympiakos when it comes to shot efficiency or shot on target efficiency. So this could be, those could be two of the things that lead to why Panathinaikos is outperforming their, their expectations and, and why Olympiakos is not. Because all things held equal, we have just about the same number of goal scoring opportunities and, and goal scoring opportunities against. In fact, defensively, we concede the same amount of big scoring goal opportunities uh, on a per 90 minute basis, both Panathinaikos and Libyakos. So we both similarly have very good defenses in terms of how, how we limit the number of attacks against us. But the difference is Panathinaikos actually can stop chances and all of those chances against we lead goals. We have. So we underperform in that respect and we're not scoring as many goals as we are getting good opportunities. Panathinaikos is. Now, they make better opportunities in that maybe they're in, in directly in front of goal versus on the side. They just make are they're more efficient with the chances they get, and they make better opportunities on a whole than we do. But on, on the grand scheme of things, we're very similar in the total number of chances we create, how we create those chances, and how we defend against those chances. So both teams are very, very close, very tight into what they do on the field, at least where Greece is concerned. The difference is... Panathinaikos has been a much more efficient team at doing so. So what's going to be the difference and what's going to make this game or make or break this game for Olympiakos is whether or not, one, we can find our scoring boots, get our shots on target, take advantage of those situations, and whether or not we're going to leak stupid chances, like you kind of said already. That's what's going, that's what's going to determine this game. If we don't concede a stupid goal, a stupid 90th, 90th minute goal, and we can finish the chances that we create, or at least one of them, we have a good chance of winning this game, even if it's away. But if we don't, and we continue how we have been on this whole season, it's going to be an ugly one nothing or 2-1 loss. Yeah, I agree with you. And and with with everything that you just said, one, one thing that also gets me a bit worried is Olympiakos' uh, left side has been where teams have been, you know, going down the most. So Oleg Rabchuk and Masuras. So Panathinaikos are easily going to try and expose that side the whole game. Unless, obviously, <laughs> they're struggling, but the stats don't lie. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We, we need Pretty to take our chances, them. like... When, when, when I think of our attacking options as well, like, thank God, I know everyone has been saying El Arabi, why is he staying, why is he staying? But I'm just saying, thank God, guys, we would have been stuck with just Ujoy and Kamara. I know we have, we have Bakambu, sorry, I keep forgetting about Bakambu, but if we didn't get Bakambu, Bakambu and El Arabi are clearly our best two strikers. But just imagine being stuck with Huang and Abu Bakar. We would be screwed. And another thing, if Panathinaik also that threatening, which they are, who are your two centre-backs that you're putting out this game? Bar's injured. Sisse, we don't know where he's at mentally. I think maybe it's time for him to go. So we're left with Socrates and Doi. Doi has earned a starting position for me personally. But who would you partner him with? Keep him, keep him with Socrates, man. The part, one of the issues that we've had, the leaky goals that we've had this season, is that we haven't had a stable. We've had a different center back pairing almost every game. Only now, in the last few games, have we finally had stability in that with Ndoy and Socrates. So now Socrates, as everybody knows, he's up there in age. He's not the fast. He's not as fast as he used to be. He's slow, but he's a veteran. He's got experience. You pair a guy like that with somebody like Doy, who is aggressive, passionate, physical. You have something there. You have a, a partnership that 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 can defend well. Now you just worry about what's on the other side of those two. So I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with Socrates and Ndoy. Ndoy has already showed me that he has 
the mental characteristics for a, a derby like this. Coming back from an own goal in his debut and just putting the work in and continuing to move despite that is huge for a young player like that. We've seen young players get chewed up by Olympiacos. You guys remember the Nicolau debacle yep. against Barcelona? Yeah. I mean, he scored seen- the, at, at the end as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> It was we, funny, yeah. Exactly, yeah. but we but players get chewed up and yeah. sped out in scenarios like yeah. this. And Ndoy, he didn't let it. He didn't let it affect him, and he just continued to play and has continued to play his heart out out of position. By the way, he's a defensive midfielder. So you run with those two. We've looked the most stable as we have the season when those two have been playing and developing chemistry, and then you work with that going forward. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I don't know if it's um, a mental thing. With sorry, sorry, Liam, go ahead. No, yeah, you, you go first. Go and bring up something. Else. I, I was just gonna say, like, it, if I feel like obviously Doi is learning a lot from Socrates as well, but I feel like it's it's working vice versa as well. So Socrates is getting like, I don't know, he feels like, oh, you know, like he's a younger guy next to me, so I need to like show him the way, sort of thing. So I love Socrates. I'm just like a big fan of Socrates, regardless of the Khalia he's done. But I'm just a big fan. Oh, I was just gonna say. In regards to the ethnic Ian Doi, is he representing Greece or Albania? Because I had a look at his records the other day. He's played for both in these junior years. Do you know Ari or? He's so he has gotten caps for Albania at the youth level. Yeah. Um, but we were also told he did play for he's had a couple caps for Greece as well. For Greece at the as youth well, level yeah. too. So there are some that think he would probably play for Albania. Uh, but then there are some that say that he's he note like he's grown up in Greece. He is Greek. He speaks Greek. So uh, there are some that believe he, if Greece wanted him, he would play for Greece. Jury's out on that still. Um, yeah, I've heard he would, things on both yeah. sides. He would be a great. He looks like a very solid player. Give him yeah. a few years. I think he'll be a gun. Yeah, he he's still a teenager, guys. He's like, yeah, exactly. remember that he's, he's like, this is yeah, this is, fun. This yeah. is what we wanted to yeah. see for so long. These young kids getting these opportunities, and look what happened. Exactly, it's beautiful. And that's that, that's another thing I want to ask you with our left back crisis. Um, would you have kept um forty forty skitos at left back? We've talked about this a lot. I rated him that season. He got a bit of chances um with Martins, if you remember, to the back end of I can't remember what season it was now. Um, but yeah, with how bad Rabchuk's been, and I mean, Marcelo wasn't there when Kitos left, but would you have kept him? Yeah, I, this is a really sore subject for me because yeah. I I lost I lost my shit with the Kotsis. Um, he had that article last year about Project Nutsimikas, and it was about Kitos because Kitos started yeah, yeah, I remember wing that. and they were transitioning into left wing back. Project Nutsimikas, and annoyed the crap out of me because they made a whole stink about he was how they're grooming him to be the next Zimikas. And then we never saw him. And now he's been playing for Omonia in against, you know, Manchester United. He's, and he's doing well. And you're, you're telling me, you're telling me that we couldn't find a way to play him in in our games. This guy that's supposedly supposed to be the next Zimikas for us. Now, maybe that had more to do with Martins than the club. But that is a very sore subject for me because I wanted to see more of the kid. Hell, we haven't really brought him up, but I want to see this Israeli kid, Doran Ledner. He is the real oh, deal. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just, I'm just getting sick of Oleg uh, at this point. Um, and, and to his credit, I don't, I don't want to throw the guy completely under the bus because he has played an absurd number of games. He hasn't been with the club two years, and he's on ninety-five games. I believe 95 games. That's crazy. In under two years, 95, even Jan and Vila doesn't have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's absurd. CJ's ready to burst. Because I'm just thinking three coaches have seen this guy. Like, what the fuck do they see? Like, I'm not saying he's that shit, but do they not read the stats? Do they not? Are they watching the same game? Are they watching the same thing? He trains well. He's a hard worker. I don't. I don't, run I don't all disagree. Day. I. But that's what they see. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same reason. How many coaches play Bukalakis over and over and over again until Michel? He's a hard worker. He trains well, and he, he's a vocal. He's a vocal presence. So outside of that, we don't. I mean, we don't know what else goes on inside. But I'm telling you that these are these are all things that a lot of coaches care about. You want somebody that is is healthy. You want somebody that you know is going to give you 
hundred percent at least, you know, he's gonna run all over the place. But yeah, I, I'm with you there. I agree with you hundred percent. That's I, why I, he I, didn't feel. Yeah. I agree with you that and I understand it. I would I want to see people at Olympiacos give a hundred percent. But it's been three years. And it's it, this is gonna sound really harsh. I'm not a professional footballer. He is, but it's just not enough anymore. It just isn't. What but there's there's kids, there's players at the club that we can get more out of that are younger than him. Like we need to utilize that. This, I, I had the conversation with my dad when Simikas left and Reapchuk's our replacement. I said, why are we buying players, first of all, that no one knows? And we're just hoping we build them up to this player. Just get someone that is already young-ish, half-decent, and can grow from there. It's well, just the constant restart. But like still, Reapchuk's not – he's good to have on the bench. But it's it, it's tough as well because there's been games where he's looked like the best bloody left back ever. Look, he makes he, it. He came highly recommended. He was. He came highly recommended. We spoke to back when Libiakos played against Porto. We when we were still looking for left backs because he was on our radar over the summer. He was he was a Porto Academy product that they then sold to uh, it was like Patros Patros de Ferreira I think, and the Porto fans uh, there was an analyst named Luis that we spoke to, and for for Porto he was part of B twenty four Sport or whatever their media is there, and they everybody in the Porto circles was talking about him because they had signed Zaidu Sanusi they took him from us, and. The Porto fans thought that Oleg had a better long-term potential than Zaidu Sanusi did. So he came very highly recommended. There were a lot of people looking for him. Porto was fighting tooth and nail to get him back from Batros mm-hmm. when we were trying to get him. So the, there was something there. There was a reason why we went after him. He wasn't super expensive either. Um, yeah. We were looking at other guys for higher price points, like Miguel Trauco, if you guys remember that back then. Zaidu, of course. Um, Vinagre. <laughs> Ruben Vinagre, that was – the guy didn't want to be here. He's a talented kid. Yeah. He just didn't want to yeah. be in Greece. Yeah. But, the, I mean, and so he came there, and at the time we didn't have anything else. <clears throat> and, unfortunately, Olympiacos doesn't – there's no finished or semi-finished product that we can get to um, and we can afford. Doran Ledner is a young kind of like on the on the same term what you're thinking of, and we spent two million for him. We don't do that normally, and that was a scouting department fine. So, it look the whole yeah. thing. It, it doesn't help that he's been played every day. Like yeah. I said, ninety five games in two years. That's crazy. So it's yeah. we're running him into the ground. He is bionic, but he's ineffective. It's all those things. Yeah, it, it, I'm it not is. like he might grow even more, but I think the guy needs like a month off. He just look. He, he just can't look at a bala for a month. <laughs> Dead set. And, and especially was it last season or the season before? Even in the cup games, we're like, surely Martins is going to play Gitsos and he's playing Gareth. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get back to that, but we we have a comment here from Chase and Nathan. Um, based on the current economic crisis happening in South Africa. How does this affect a great club like Olivia? Of course, because rumors of a recount <laughs> in the elections may affect current signings. No idea. So you got an answer for that, mate? Look, uh, Chrisos takes care of all that stuff. <laughs> These questions. Well, <laughs> we got we got one more. What happened to Zinc and Argel? Surely he is the biggest pup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went on loan to He's Stanley on, Edge. I think he's he's doing great at Belgium. He's doing fantastic. He's doing all right. Yeah. How, how does that work? He was the he was literally the worst player I've ever seen for us, and he's doing well there now. He was played out of position. He's yeah, he's, a, he's so. a ten and right wing, and we only played him left wing. I don't know what Martins was thinking with that. Um, I, I actually I feel bad for the guy uh, in a in a respect because he was brought in, probably promised certain things by Martins. Martins lost the plot. Played this guy completely out of position, played a lot of people out of position. New coach comes in, Corberan, 
and Corberan wants certain things and to do certain things and basically tells Zinkernagel by cutting him from the EU list, goodbye. So imagine you come in to play for a team. You're, you're not played in your natural position. You're played out of position. And he did. He he was our our leader with goals. Don't forget, at the time Corbeton came. As sad as that is, so you're you're scoring goals. You're doing things being played out of position, and then all of a sudden a new coach comes in and tells you to f off. So I understand this guy. This guy wants to play. He wants to play in the World Cup. So his World Cup uh, uh, aspirations were in jeopardy because of this. So. It's just it's a tough situation. I rate him as a player. Um, I blame more the management of that for why we didn't get out of him what we could have. He's an in, he's an inconsistent player, or at least he was an inconsistent player for Forrest as well. But he had something to offer us, and I don't think it was managed properly. the The chaos of the managerial changes and the backroom changes, I think, had more to do with it than anything yeah. else. The thing is, now he probably doesn't have a place back in back in the squad when he comes back from loan with all the all the players we've got now. BL, Hamas, I guess, for doing this. They'll buy him. I have a feeling they'll buy him. You're this right? is going to sound a bit controversial, but I would have preferred him even out of position over Masuras right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people. <laughs> and, and and I I don't really rate Zinkanagel. That's just my opinion. You hated him. Did like. I understand one thing being out of position, but like if if the ball's coming to you in Akoma, Pisco Levis. Well, Ari, I, you you reckon we'll buy him? But where does he? Is, do you think Hummers will stay past this season? Or I hope so. Oh my god! Because a lot of if I, he, if I he does stay, where does he can Hummers go? No, I mean, I look. I think, I think, I think the the season he's having in Belgium, and he's already said that he feels home over there. The club loves him. I, the fans let, love him. Yeah. I think uh, he meant standard Liège would buy him. Not oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah the, I, I, oh, I, I thought really. you meant. I thought, sorry. That, oh, that, that's, yeah. I just got completely confused. I thought you meant we we're going to like bring yeah, him back yeah. into the he, squad. He after no, I don't think that's happening. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I think he's going to. I honestly, I don't think you, given what happened over the summer, I don't think he would want to come back. Yeah. Um, just that's my opinion. But I think, I think they'll buy him. I mean, he doesn't have a, an expensive buyout. Um, and he's doing very well over there, so they'll probably buy him. I hope Hame stays. So that that's, what is Hame's contract? Just uh, a one so year. Hamis was Hamis was brought on a similar deal, like with Marcelo, like a one plus one, one plus one, um, one plus one. I hope I hope he stays because I think like the the more in shape he gets and the more that he connects with some of our players, yeah. like him, some of the the interplay between him, Pep Biel, and Vila and Wang Bum has been gorgeous. So yeah. that would be lovely to have uh, at the start of the summer. Yeah. What's the what's the terms for that extra year? Is it just if the club activates it or? Yeah. Um, James, with James, it would be, well, I know with Marcelo, it's uh, performance-based. So the number of games that he plays, that kind of thing will trigger the renewal yeah. for Marcelo. From... James' side, I'm not sure. The details were a little bit grainier. I think I know it's a one plus one, but I'm not sure how much of it is up to him and how much of it's up to the club. So that I can't yeah. tell you. Got a comment here from <clears throat> Manos. Hi guys, Gate Seven brought me here. Adi surely has a massive crowd following him. <laughs> oh, Manos, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Yeah, Manos is a regular. Uh, he's always yeah. on our shows all the time. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you for hopping in and tuning into the guys here. I appreciate it. Thank you, Manu, for your comment. He's also commented one plus one from the player side or from the club side. Uh, if he's referring to Marcelo, it's club side. So if he plays a certain number of games, the club will automatically renew his contract. With Hamas, mm -hmm. I am not sure the one if the one plus one is for Hamas to accept or if it's a one plus one for the club. I, that I don't know the details on. Let's hope it's for the club because I really want to keep him. I hope. I hope so too, man. I hope we do everything in our power to keep him. Yeah. So I, far, I think it's going to I think it's going to depend where we finish and what position we're in at the end of the at the end of the season. If we're looking like yes. we can make Champions League or even maybe Europa League, I don't know. I guess he'll stay. We'll see. What are you yeah. going to say, Sergio? I was just going to say, um, out of the two, I'd want Hummers, not Marcelo. Oh yeah, obviously. Oh yeah, easily. Marcelo, um, just, I'm just sorry. To... Oh, no, go ahead, Adi. Yeah. 
No, that's sorry, Liam, Liam, sorry. Yeah. You go first, AJ. Go. Yeah, oh no, I was just gonna say that that um, Marcelo just looks terrible, but like out of shape, really bad. Well, he's not fit. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Liam. Um, and talking about Marcelo and the left backs, I just really want to go back to Leidner. Why hasn't he played Ari? Like, what's going on there? Um, has uh, he not been performing the B squad or something? Because I, I really want to see him. Like, I don't know why we haven't seen him at all. So Leidner, the Leidner issue was was complicated. Uh, he yeah. wasn't on the list. We we didn't have enough foreign spots to include him. But but when we bought him, there was the um, the the fact that he was getting his Romanian passport. So he would have an EU passport and we could register him as an EU player. It took a little bit longer than I think everybody expected. And he he was available, though, for the Greek League. Corberan didn't really – Carlos Corberan did not rate him. So that was a, a, a thing with Corberan. He didn't rate him. Don't know why, but he didn't. So it was what it was. He went to the international break and played for Israel. Now, bear in mind, guys, he, without having played a game, he started at the left back for the Israeli national team. And they have players on that are playing in La Liga in Germany. They have good left backs that are sitting mm. in behind Doran Ledner, both older, more experienced, and really good left backs. And he still started. He got hurt for the national team, the Israeli national team. Unfortunate. He, but he did, he's been training now with the team for a couple of weeks. A lot of us were hoping that we would get to see him in the game against either Panatolikos. At that point, he had only been training with the team for a week, so I didn't expect it. I wanted to see him against Lamia. I think that would have been a great time to see. Um, you guys have probably seen the reports in the news in the in, in Greek media that he has had meetings with Michel. Um, uh, Verveles said that Michel doesn't rate him, but then we've heard that Michel's had meetings that he probably he he does he does think he has a place for the player. Um, so there's there's who who knows what's actually going on behind the scenes with that, but I think that he will get a chance, and when he does get his chance, everyone it, it won't be a thing anymore. Like he will play more once he gets his first chance. Everyone will see what I saw, and see the talent that this kid has, and it'll be more pressure on on the club and the coach to to if they don't play him, uh, as long as he makes that one chance. So he'll get a yeah. chance, and when he does, he's going to shine. Mark my words. It's just stupid it's taking this long, like with the Chooks yeah. form and Marcelo being out of fit. Uh, Hope it's sooner fit. than later. Yeah. Don't don't underplay the whole Marcelo thing in this whole thing. Marcelo came, he's a huge PR move, marketing move for the club. Yeah, yeah. They're not just gonna shelve him for a 21-year-old yeah. kid. So don't don't underplay that. I mean, if I were in charge of business operations at Libyakos. I would be thinking about that. That's how I would be thinking about it. That's why I bring that up. So um, yep. I'm I'm sure that has something to do with it, but I really hope that we see him, whether it's in a cup game. I just want to see him once because I know if we see him once, he's going to look fantastic. Yeah. On that, um, Day thinks Akpom <laughs> is a generation of talent. Johnny Blackout, though, is that what... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> over here we we yeah we have Liam's friends are a bit of a, a bit of jokes, <laughs> and uh, more moreover with him I'm heard with. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know what's funny though? Like they um they changed their name, so I don't know who who's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who who do you think? I think we can all agree that Alpchuk is the um. I, I don't want to say obvious, but obvious candidate to start left back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Leitner hasn't been caught up. Um, has Marcelo? I can't see his name either. No, he picked up an injury. Okay, well the conversation's out because Alpchuk's obviously starting. But uh, Vrsalico or Avila? What do you reckon? For this game? Yeah. Avila probably. Who would you go with? I'd, I'd take who? Avila. Avila. You think he'll go with Avila or Vrsalico? I don't think he'll go with Avila. I think he'll go with Vrsalico. But uh, 
I would go with Avila personally. Agreed. Well, I think uh, we're coming up to the hour mark, so we'll start wrapping it up a bit. Um, let's do predictions. Liam. Uh, I really don't know. I really don't know, man. Like, I've, I don't know if you boys have watched them. You probably have, Ari. Um, they, they're a really good side. They, they look really good this year. And they lost Aitor, the, the main player, a couple of weeks ago. And I, against Volos last week, they, they still looked amazing. They absolutely dominated. Oh. I, I don't, personally, right now, I don't think we're better than them. I think if we're going to win, it's going to be, you know, some sort of lucky result. The way they're playing and just the way we are right now, I don't know. Um, but I'll go positive. I'll say we'll win 1-0 with our Cedric Bakambu goal. And we need a win to keep the, the Protaflima alive, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not confident, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> This is like the biggest derby match I can remember in such a long time. Oh, yeah. It's the, I was talking about uh, it before, yeah, so it's yeah. biggest derby match in ages. Like they they really, haven't looked yeah. this good. Their club's buzzing. Did you see the away fans last week in Volos that they had like 17, 18,000 of them? It was a home game for them. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, it was exactly. It was a home game. Volos well, has no fans. Yeah. They don't have fans. Except Nissan, guys. <laughs> they they put, they, they, they've put the Pinella down. They're out to support the team. Yeah, this game should should honestly be at the Athens Olympic. That would fill out the whole stadium, man. Oh my god, is <laughs> <laughs> <Who's> this guy? <laughs> Who's oh, you know what? <laughs> if if anyone wants to join, please, please join. There's the link. D, please join. <laughs> I want to see who that is. Oh, it's one of your mates for sure. Oh, it probably is, but I don't know. The last one of my favorite derby games was when Matt Derbyshire got that one nil in twenty ten. Yeah, that's a long time ago. That's we time we ago. when we interviewed him, we talked about that goal. Yeah, and it's one of his fondest memories at Lubiakos. Cold celebration as well. Oh yeah, he's a legend. He, he, I don't know if you know. He came down to Australia and played a bit um, in Sydney as well for a few years. It, when when we interviewed him, he was in Australia. He was still oh, playing. Okay, there you go. That was that was almost two years ago now. Uh, yeah, yeah. When we did the interview with him. Yeah. You you actually said a comment before, Adi. I was meant to ask. Um, who was because we know you, Joy Huang and Abu Bakar, are two of the worst strikers we've had. But if you had to pick your three worst strikers we've ever had, who would you who would you say? Like three strikers that just like did absolutely nothing when they came here. Yeah. Oh God, you guys are forgetting. You guys are forgetting about uh, MNK <laughs> and uh, the LA Car- scored. <laughs> yeah, Cardozo. Cardozo when he came, I believe it was Cardozo that came. He got like one goal and then did nothing the rest of the time. Um, Oscar Cardozo. God, um, we've had some shockers. Uh, I remember there was one guy who he was fairly stocky with blonde hair, but I can't remember his name. Oh, are you thinking of um, the the guy from Argentina, the one we sent back, Franco Saldano? No, no, no. He he was maybe from Paraguay. That would be Cardozo, but he didn't have. I don't remember. I don't think he had blonde no, hair. No, I think it, was it, it wasn't Cardozo. I'm trying to think. You, who, you who guys chat. I'm going to Google real quick. Da, da, uh, what's his name as well? Darmishai? Did he, did, he, did he play? Fjorin? Fjorin, yeah. Hardly, yeah. Fjorin Darmishai, no. He, and we ended up loaning him out to uh, Ladisa, I think. I don't know where he is now. I, I have no idea. Maybe he's still there in second off, division. I think Offie, maybe. I don't know. Oh, who knows? Poor guy. I, I need it's in my head. I need to find this player. Do you watch the other Greek League games, Ari? Do you follow any of the other matches other than Olympia? I do. I usually watch um especially I watch uh the big teams. Uh my yeah. my Petheras from Yanina, so I do watch some Basianina as well. Um they I mean they the last couple of years they had a very interesting team. Now it's a little bit less interesting. But no really good last season. Yeah, they were really good last I really enjoyed that.
yeah. in, in the team. But yeah, I do watch. I watch Jonathan Icos. Uh, Balk has been one of the most boring teams to watch this season. So oh, that's I haven't watched, I haven't watched uh, many games of theirs because they've just been miserable. But Ike, like I, Jonathan Icos is a good team, but the team for me to watch this year is Ike. Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Guys, I don't know if you've watched yeah. their game since they've been. I have. Yeah. I have yeah. My well, papa's an Ike fan, so huge great squad i mean they they are a team like at this point if there's a team that deserves to win the title like bonathan Icos might yeah. be figuring it out and they might be getting results but ike is playing bala they are playing ball man i would love to have their wingers on our team no yeah you're right and and just on a whole note on the whole greek league i feel like it's just back this season like it's buzzing a bit again like ike's like filling out stadiums, they look, obviously they've just moved into their new stadium. They're looking good in that respect. We talked about um, Bow. Um, obviously, they've got their fans back in Volos last week. It's just yeah, I don't know. We've we've been getting good crowd numbers. It. I feel like the Greek league went on a bit of a hiatus. Like there wasn't that much support like in the stadiums the last few years, and this year like it just. I don't know. The crowd numbers seem to be back. Yeah, as a as a neutral thing, it, it's really great to see. I hate to say, yeah, but yeah, like us picking up points and like getting support obviously i man they they their stadium's filling out plus looks amazing so as, on a neutral yeah. standpoint it's great for the uh for the division it's good for greek football hope and now like the ethnic is somewhat picking their shit up as well so we need a good olympiakos we need a good Aris as well. Like they, they drew this morning again. Alan Pardew's doing nothing. That I don't know why they sacked their coach. That was the it. dumbest thing ever. Two losses yeah. in four months, was it? And they sacked him. Yeah, they're shit. They're shit. They beat Olympiacos. Yeah, that's what that was good for the last game. Whatever. Everybody could beat Olympiacos before. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. But still, still, I mean. What do you do? Anyway, hopefully, like, it's just a shame as well for, for this year that no other Greek teams made it to the to Europe either because, yeah, it's 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 not good. No, it's very, it's very disappointing. I, very I, read, I read an article that for somewhat to survive the next few years, if the Greek teams need to make the group stages and they need to pick up points and progress. Oh, so. no. Yeah, to make up for this season... We would need. Um, uh, I had talked to like the, to go really deep. We have to go deep. I had talked to the UEFA calculator guy, and he said, "Look, like, listen, like, if the, if Greece wants to salvage this, like, next season, because uh, we'll have five teams." He said, "Yeah, four of the five need to get to the group stage, and of those four, two have to at least two would have to go beyond group stage in the knockout competition." Uh, and you would garner enough points to at least mitigate the disaster of the year and maybe get kind of back in so that the following year we may have five teams again in Champions League. Um, but remember, next uh, our bet is made not next year, but for the following year. So the following year, we're going to go back to only having four teams in Europe. So that's how the yeah. the five year yeah yeah go works. So it's it's going to be a disaster. And that's that's only one Champions League spot, isn't it? Before one Champions League, three Conference League. So that's that was that's all we had this like, year. That's why I thought we had like it again. We can go. Realize. Yep. We have a someone joining. D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D, how you going? Lads, how are you? D is here. <laughs> Liam, sound familiar? Yeah, I, I know who it is now. I've got I've got one question, lads. Why why can't we buy um <laughs> Bruno Felipe to get the perfect link with Marcelo? <laughs> <laughs> he's at Almonia now, isn't he? He's at Almonia. We should buy him. He's twenty eight. Come on, get a bit of experience in that midfield when, that he's lacking may, death right now. May, maybe when he's thirty two, we can buy him. Yeah. We need a he's Booker Lucky's esque good player. Dave, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your uh, who's your favorite player from the current squad? Oh, it's it's definitely Ito from Panathinaikos, best player ever. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Red Sox, Panos Red Sox, best player. 
he's did I he play well? Sad. Did you think he played well on on Friday or no? No. I don't know that. I'm I'm sort of meh on him coming back. I want him to to like come back and succeed. I would that would be a great story. Yeah, that's same as me. Back home, succeeds, and then we sell him again for a lot of money. God, that would be amazing. (laughs) How much did we let him go for? Was it? It was twenty twenty. I think he ended up at twenty two million. Was the final? Nice. Also, um, go ahead, Liam. Yeah, I was gonna say I did my prediction. What do you guys all think? Two nil win. Ooh, three nil bar perfect Patrick. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Harry, what do you think? Uh, I think it's gonna be an ugly. I'm going for an ugly one nothing win. Yeah, that's what I said as well. Will you guys be watching oh, that Chelsea good. Arsenal game before or no? The what game? Chelsea Arsenal. No, who won? No, no they're going to play 11 p.m. tonight. Oh, they're playing tonight. Yeah. Nah. Watch that nah. and then watch Libya because 4 30. Yeah, that's it. I think Tottenham Liverpool is also tonight. So, yeah. A big night of football ahead. <laughs> I can't do those all nighters anymore. Yeah. Well, Ari, are the times good for you there? Because I know here in um, in Australia, the, all the football time is shocking. I, I can only imagine. You guys threw me off because you're like, oh, it's not. I'm like, wait a minute. But then I remember you guys are, I think, 14 or 16 hours ahead of me. So, yeah. I mean, the games are usually like, uh, Premier League games are usually like morning, early <laughs> afternoon gone. for me. So, like, the first games yeah. are at 7 a.m. Oh, um, yeah. Like, I'll be getting up early to watch uh, Chelsea Arsenal. Um, cause I think that's a 7am game for me tomorrow. So I'll get up early to watch that game. My son wakes me up anyway, but then they're yeah, done yeah. by afternoon. Cause I know here in Australia with the world cup, obviously coming up, there's a big dilemma with the, what times are going to put out the Australia games on for us. And they've actually managed to do us all right. Like we, I think we have a 7am game a 9pm game. So well, that's not bad. That's not yeah. Bad. The, not bad. the first one's at 6am. I think yeah, six, that's six, against six. the against France. France, and then Denmark at nine on Saturday. Come on, Aussies! Uh, the last one, one I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. That's not bad. Are you are you going to be doing any World Cup content on Gate Seven or? Yeah, actually, we have. Um, uh, we brought it up on one of the shows, but uh, I'm going to be doing uh, with the Bet US sponsorship. We have going to be doing a betters corner, so I'm going to be evaluating games, doing some um, bets. Uh, I'm going to be picking bets that I'm going to be making, uh, evaluating bets that I think people should be making. I think you guys call them tips. Is that is that am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll be doing tips uh, for your for your Australian uh, audience. But yeah, so I'm going to be doing it? that through BetUS. Bets. What's that? Oh, bets. Okay. Yeah. My my props, my odds. In um, <laughs> in my household, we call them amartias. <laughs> but yeah, it, I'm looking forward to it. I've never done anything like it before, and it's going to be fun. So we'll be nice. using. I'll be going through. Of course, we have. Uh, I have Y Scout access, so I'll be looking at it and then evaluating what I see in the data to make the best bets for for those games so i'll be doing that for the world cup and i'm guessing you're obviously supporting the u.s naturally yeah they're not going to go very I, far I, but i am I, I think you guys i think you guys have got a good chance of getting out of that group i think i think we'll get out of the group and iran might not even be in it i don't oh, yeah, that's, what a, happens, that's a whole so. yeah, they yeah. Might, there, there's always there's, that but, one bogey team they've got it they've got to put in um another team though they kind of have a three-team group surely but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it, Wait, it won't that, be. A, they'll they'll grab somebody and throw them in there last minute if if they do. I don't I don't think they'll get kicked out. But all the best with the US. We'll see. We'll it. see you in the Wait, is, in the knockout stages that, against Australia. I hope is so. there something? Is there something happening there that I'm not aware of? Uh, so there's been that whole debacle. There's been official complaints filed because Iran supposedly has been supplying weapons or something. Um, so Russia. For the for the effort, so that could see them kick out. Plus the protests, um, the girl um, 
the uh, there's been a lot of protests. The women are taking the uh, their head coverings off, mm-hmm. and there was the girl that got kidnapped and killed. So that's been making oh, okay. news and headway in international media. So it's a couple of things that are leading to that. Okay. All right. Well, just just other thing. We went a bit off topic, but I really hope Olympiacos just make the Panathinaikos fans just like shocked. Me too. Like, I hope it's somewhat of a performance where they're like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, so different to the Panathinaikos they've been watching up until now. Me too. I hope so. I hope. We all hope because a, a win here changes the season. That yeah. we, win, we win this game, yeah. we're getting the title. And for once, the, the playoffs Ooh, actually be cool. matter at the yeah, end of the season. The the momentum swing that will happen if we win this game away oh, yeah. in Leofora, yeah. I'm telling you, we get the win, we win the title. It's it's happening. That's how confident I am. It's a, a It'll be a huge swing, huge swing in momentum. 100%. All right, guys, pretty much almost an hour and a half, I think. Adi, thank you so much for joining. I know you're busy. Thank you though, very much, Ari. It's, uh, Pleasure having you. It's your no, I'm honored. Thank you guys for bringing me. Liam, thanks for joining. Everyone that's watched, pre- uh, please like and subscribe. Obviously, head over to Gate 7. Subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, Pame Olibiakos. See you guys. <laughs>